The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. Hey guys, welcome. Happy Wednesday. We are going to do a little intro to swimming podcast here today. A lot of people want their dogs to swim, their dogs don't swim, and it's summer and it's nice and now is as good a time as ever. Yeah, I mean, with the exception of certain breeds, like uh, English bulldogs that are just like throwing Sink. a cannonball in the pool. Sink to the bottom. Yeah. Aside from them, most dogs swim naturally if given the opportunity. Yeah. Even though, even some dogs that act like they hate the water, if you actually get them swimming, they actually sometimes enjoy that activity. So we're going to walk you through step by step what each of us have done over the years um, to make that successful. But first, we're going to start with the quirky tip of the day. Good job, pig handler. With the pink pig. Pink pig. We just were talking about this before the podcast. I guess a cluster of pigs is called a litter. I don't know if that's real or not. but That's an exciting tip. <laughs> Store that away. <laughs> that is not the quirky tip. All right. The quirky tip ties right in with uh, introing your dog to swimming, and it has to do with biothane collars. So we talk about biothane leashes a lot. I like them because I'm all animal friendly, and they don't hold as much smell. Um, but the leashes themselves are pretty well known. You can also get the biothane collars, and uh, we have a thick version here, a more like sturdy working dog version, and then a thinner one. But the biothane is great because you can still have a leash clipped to the dog's neck. The collar isn't going to get all wet. It isn't going to get all stinky and moldy and full of seaweed or whatever you're swimming in. Um, it's not going to rot. Yeah, it's not going to yeah. get all stinky. It's just a rub. It's a nylon, a rubber-coated nylon type product, super strong and great for dogs going in the water, that's for sure. And as a side note, um, if you have a dog like a lab or a double-coated dog, if you have a thick collar like this and it does get wet, take the dog's collar off so the neck can fully dry and everything underneath whatever equipment was on it so you don't get a hot spot or anything. Because yeah, it can get kind of nasty in there, uh, mildewy. Yeah, biothane or not, it doesn't matter the product there. So let's talk about swimming. All right, well, First what do you want to say? First and foremost... If you have a dog that <clears throat> doesn't write himself very well in the water or herself very well, you should consider a life jacket. We bought this for your Malinois. Yeah, and uh, my dog doesn't need a life jacket. I'm going to stand up for my dog here and say he can swim without a life jacket, mm -hmm. but... One would think. He's a little bit crazy. He, and, swims, uh, he, he swims vertically really well without a life jacket. Well, again, it goes back to you know throwing a ball for him and things like that. He will put his own safety you know, aside to get the ball. So I don't want him going out there 100 yards into the water, can't find the ball, won't come back because he's determined to find that ball. And all of a sudden, God forbid, he runs out of steam and starts sinking because I don't want to swim in there after him and get his ass out. I can't swim in there so after him. So just putting a life jacket on him gives me, uh, you know, I'm there. I do this for his exercise. Uh, it's not building, up, building him up for the Olympic swimming contest of dogs. <laughs> I want him to go out there and get the exercise back and forth safely. So... Quite often, I will use the life jacket with him, but we, have, is, we course, have several other dogs. This that, is, of course, Cousteau. Jimmy swims perfectly. Cousteau's yeah. an idiot. I mean, um, the opposite side of the coin is, as crazy as it may sound, I heard of a trainer down, I think it was in Connecticut, that was throwing a ball off a dock, and he had a weighted vest on the dog for exercise. 
And the dog went out there six, seven times and then drowned, sunk because he had a weighted vest on and the dog couldn't get himself back. And there were witnesses saying, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, and, and he was not, arrested. We're not anti-weighted vests, but put not, it on the treadmill. Not, not in the water. Not when there's water. And yeah. the joke that we made about bulldogs, uh, it's a thing. Like, what was that place in Arizona that that happened? Oh, yeah. There was an English bulldog in a daycare that had a pool. And the people that dropped the dog off said, the, do- the dog can't swim. I don't want him in the pool. And they said, we'll watch him close and all that stuff. And unfortunately, the dog drowned in, in the pool, you know, and it doesn't take much water if the dog can't swim, you know? Yeah, but just gravity's sake, the dog is more like a brick, you know, they don't have real long legs to move their heavy bodies. Be thoughtful of those things. So we're not saying that you can't be there and you can't introduce your English bulldog. Some are able to swim, but you don't want the dog to be unsupervised or just assume, oh, he'll be fine. Well, we're talking about introducing water in a structured way, teaching your dog how to swim so they can be safe, have fun, and not have any accidents. That's the main thing we're talking about. And also be successful. Because the thing is, a lot of people are like, come on, boy, let's go. Let's get in the pool. Come on. And calling the dog in. And you do that for 30 minutes, and the dog's looking at you like, yeah, you enjoy yourself. Go flop around on your own. I'm not going in. Well, for 30 minutes now, the dog has had a choice of like, should I go in the water? Should I not go in the water? How do I feel about the water? We want you to just get the dog accustomed to it and make it happen. So we're suggesting you start off with a collar. If you don't want the collar to get stinky or wet, or you have one of those really beautiful leather Paco collars for 150 bucks, get a biothane collar or something that isn't going to absorb moisture. Put a leash on the dog, a six foot leash. And then uh, what would would be the first thing? I would not use a a, uh, harness. Yeah. with the leash on the back of the harness because you're going to be giving the dog direction. You're going to pull them in the water to help them get going and you want them to get leveled out and be, you know, so they can get their legs going and actually get that forward momentum going. And if you're pulling them by a harness in the middle of the back, you could be pulling their head down and pulling them backwards and all that crap, which is not productive. You don't need to make it any harder than it is yeah. to begin with. Yeah. So, I mean, what I do with, if it's like a lake setting, that type of a, a beach entry, is I'll walk, I'll have a suit on and I'll get out to waist depth. So a six foot leash, my dog is in say ankle deep water or he's up to his stomach in water. I'm standing in about three feet of water and I will actually pull him around so that he goes into the deep part. I'm just doing a circle, just bringing him around in a circle, pulling him so that he does, whether he wants to do it or not, he's going to be getting those legs moving. I'm keeping him level and I'm just bringing him right back to the shore so he can then get his feet on the ground and feel safe again if he's feeling you know, this is a dog that doesn't know how to swim, hasn't done it before. Uh, you can bring treats, bring toys if they like toys. But usually if I do a couple of circles like that where I bring them around into the deep, they're nervous, they're swimming, then they're safe again on the, on the shore. Yeah. After two or three times, they're getting comfortable with it. Then I start backing up so that they're just swimming towards me. I have the leash and I could do a figure eight out there in that three feet of water and the dog is following me. And with Nine out of 10 dogs, it's not, they get it right away. They're comfortable. There's a lot of different ways of introducing water. I've done it the wrong way. I've taken other people's direction and created an avoidance to water where I could get my dog in the water and swim, but they didn't like it. And they would prefer not to go near the water because they were forced in. And um, because early on, I took some other people's direction and it wasn't a pleasant experience for them. I want the dog to have fun. I want them to be confident. I don't want them to be afraid of the water. And I want them to know how to get out of the water. Yeah, and you don't want, like, if your dog's a toy dog, awesome. We're all about that in the water. We do retrieves all the time. But you don't want to start with the foundation of, like, okay, I'm going to hold my dog. I'm going to chuck my toy in. And the dog just stands there and stares at it. Or you're now getting the little skimmer for the pool. Or you're trying to, 
you know, use a stick or walk in and save your toy yourself. You don't want to give the dog the option at first of, do I want to do this or don't I want to do this? And if they really are crazy about toys and they just barrel into that body of water and then they're kind of out there like, I'm not sure what to do, that's going to stress them out too and scare them. You don't want to catch them by surprise. So it's fine to use toys in the sense that when they're on leash and it's controlled, you're rewarding them. Yay, you're having a good time. Or they come back, they get a piece of cheese, something good. But just throwing a toy out in the water and hoping that the dog will just retrieve it and come back and not have any line on them is just kind of wishful thinking and doesn't necessarily Um, always go right. With the exception of if you have a you know, a lab or a retriever, yeah. it's bred to do that. They live for the water. I mean, some dogs are, then your biggest issue is making sure you have a good come command. Uh, Jess has a dog and we know another girlfriend of hers has a dog that is so crazy about the water that the dog got loose out of the house and they lived on a lake. <laughs> the guy had to go borrow someone's rowboat. The dog was like 300 yards out in the middle of this lake, just swimming around. You know, just crazy. Remember that? Yeah, he's a pain in the ass. Yeah, so you got to be careful. He was a little staffy, that little dog. He was crazy. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, a lot of people that want to teach their dog to swim, they don't necessarily have dogs that are necessarily going to take to the water as naturally and everything else. And it can totally go the opposite way. My dog, who's crazy about water, there's pictures of me when she's young, feeding her in the lake and making sure she's happy and like... Literally a month later, I couldn't keep her out of the water. Now, if we drove past a lake with the window open, she'd be like screaming out the window, want to jump out. She's crazy. Yeah, but it's a great form of exercise because it could be a 100-degree day, and you can actually get a fair amount of exercise because the dog is cool in the water. Once they're done, you got to make sure that they don't overheat after they're all you know, their body is all worked up. Yeah, okay, so you're out there. You do your circle, and if you guys can envision that, that's creating a lot of confidence in the dog. I did something scary, I'm walking on land. I did something scary, I'm walking on land. Then you have the dog come to you, you're doing Uh, a figure eight, then Uh, what happens after that? I wouldn't let them actually get on land, I'd let them get back to their feet or touching the bottom. Yeah, well, they're feeling ground underneath them. And then I'd start with the figure eights, they're moving around, and then if they're comfortable enough in that way, I will try to get them to start chasing the toy. If I have a floating toy, where I'll just toss it out three feet in front of them, see if they're going to start swimming towards that. What about the dogs that don't like toys? What do you do for the food dogs? Anything? Uh, I've used handfuls of food out there. Yeah, get them to come. Something you can do like a, the recall back and forth between two people where the dog is coming, and, and you can just you know scoop them up under your arm and give them some treats and stuff yeah. like that. That is a good point, too. If you have a dog that's somewhat docile, you could have a floating toy out there and just put some treats on the toy. But within one session, are they going out on their own or it just depends on the dog? I've had them usually in one session comfortable with the water where they're swimming. Um, The funny thing with my border collie where we did this that first session and he was great and he really had a good time. The second time we went to the lake, I didn't have my suit on because I just thought, oh, he loves the water. And I threw the frigging toy out there and he went... He put the brakes on on the edge and started running back and forth. I'm like, God damn it. I had to pull my <laughs> pants up and get out and get the toy because he would not go in the water. Yeah. Unless if I stepped in it ankle deep, then he'd be, okay, all right, we're going to do these retrieving. His foundation I to, was I swim with yeah, my Yeah, I had to participate for probably three or four sessions before he got excited about <laughs> He's just not going. a crazy water dog either. And he's fine once he swims, but he doesn't like getting yeah, his manhairs wet It's that initially getting wet is a bigger deal, but once he's in, he's in. And then another reason that you want to have a leash on them, not only so they don't swim out to the middle, but you don't want them to get back to land and run back to the car. We don't want them to think, oh, that was a little bit scary, and then now reinforce that fear by running to the car or away from the lake or whatever else. We don't want their fear to control them here. The quicker you move through it, I feel like it's similar to the treadmill process with us. The quicker you move through the learning curve, and it just is how it is, the quicker it happens and the more likely the dog is going to like it moving forward. Yeah, these steps are in in line with our philosophy about not letting the dog's fear control them in any situation. 
Because once they start becoming a victim of their own fear, I mean, you know, they're going to run out in the street, get hit by a car, or something's going to happen, you know? So one thing that I do want to talk about is dogs swimming at their houses with pools, because that's something that a lot of people have. You don't have this lovely lake or live near the ocean or anything else. So after break, we're going to talk about some other steps to swimming and also how to get your dog into your pool and hopefully not drown in it. And more importantly, how to get out of the pool. <laughs> that's, that's really the important thing. We'll see you after break, guys. Howie's all-natural dog treats are made with real, slow-cooked beef, lamb, and turkey. Choose from deli-style sausages, wolf sticks, jerky, burger treats, and our soft meat roll treats. All of our treats are available in bulk or in convenient resealable packages. And dogs just love Happy Howie's. They are made in the USA and available at thousands of retailers nationwide. And online at happyhowies.com. Try Happy Howies today and save 10% with promo code QUIRKY10. Happy Howies. We're making it real. All right, guys, we are back. So, quirky question of the day was from Rebecca in Massachusetts. I actually think this was a previous client of ours. And her question to studio at thecorkydog.com, if you guys want to get in on this question fun, was how do I get my dog to swim in our pool? How apropos. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when, again, this brings me back to Los Angeles days, everybody had a pool out there. Almost every house had a pool. And the complaints I would get from dog owners was, I don't want my dog in the pool. How do I keep my dog out of the pool? Or I'd like my dog to swim in the pool. I can't get him to swim in the pool. So that's what we're going to be uh, dedicating some of our second half of the podcast to. And it's a similar process than w at the lake and everything else, but there's yeah, a few I mean, caveats there. Well, the younger you start, you know, the easier it is because they don't know any better. And I, we had a, our Pomeranian puppy uh, in a home that we had a pool in. And when we got that puppy at eight weeks, 10 weeks, and we just set her, she'd, those feet would just start going as soon as we'd set her in the water and she'd swim back and forth in the pool and had a great time. But I would do the same thing. If it's an in-ground pool, uh, you're going to have steps. You're going to have an entry that's a pretty easy entry for the dog to get into. Um, so I would do the same thing where I'd bring the dog in a circle back to the step where they feel safe because those feet are off the ground. So they're swimming in a circle back to the step. And But the more important thing for me is to make sure that if they fall in anywhere in the pool, they know to get back to those stairs. So I would always, because I unfortunately, you know, on more than one occasion was called to a home where the, the dog had drowned in the pool. And quite often there'd be two dogs and they'd run around, the, the dogs had access to the yard, which had a pool in it all day while the people were at work or something, uh, or they'd be inside on a laptop working. And one dog would hip check the other dog into the pool and the dog would try to get out in the same location it fell in. So it would just start scratching on the wall there until it ran out of gas, ran out of energy, and it would just drown right there on the spot. So you want to teach them the way out of this pool is, whether they're jumping in anywhere, is you go to the stairs to get out. Yeah, so before you're going to teach a dog versus the lake, the lake you're just trying to get the dog to swim and it doesn't matter. Before you're even going to work on 
swimming in a pool at all, you're going to teach, okay, here is the exit. And that's going to be the most important thing. And a dog's going to be frantic and want to be coming out at first anyway. So you want to show them where that exit was. We even tried to do that with Gigi when we had the above ground pool, but the stairs were hard for her to get out of. We just normally did three yeah, if calls you have, across. If you have an above ground pool and you want your dog to swim in that pool, I would create a little ramp type thing where they can climb onto a piece of plywood or something to get themselves up out of that pool. Yeah. And that actually brings up a thought that I didn't even have when we were putting this podcast together. If you have any dock diving clubs nearby and they do any open swim, that's set up a lot of times where there's a ramp right there and you can get in the pool and everything with the dog can be a good way to teach the dog about swimming uh, if you don't have access to a pool yourself or you don't have a convenient lake to get into. Okay. So we taught the dog the exit. Um, No, we didn't teach the dog the exit. We just told people they should teach the dog the exit. Okay. Well, theoretically, we told people they should. Do you have any other thoughts on how to do it? I would put a long line on the dog. And get him to the exit. You know, if you're going to have one party put the dog in the pool at the far end, the natural inclination is that dog's going to turn towards that person and want to get out. So the other person is at the stairs, and you can have a handful of food or toys, whatever it is. But I would also have a long line so that if they do double back, because they don't want to make that long swim to the stairs... You can give them a little guidance. And you don't and have do to that start, over and over again. You don't have to start at the end of the pool necessarily. You can be five feet in, go to the stairs, then go 20 feet, then go back to 10 feet. You can ping pong those distances. But you want to teach the exit, especially if it is a pool on your property or a pool on your parents' property and your dog, you know, your parents watch the dog a lot. You don't want that dog falling in and having an accident. And as much as you think, oh, the dog swims in here all the time, it's fine. If they get out wherever they want at any point and they're a little tired from swimming and they get to the wall that's hard to climb up, you want them to be able to get out with the easiest access point that there is. So that would be your stairs or your ramp. Yeah. I mean, if you have a dog and you have a pool and you've had the pool and the dog together for two, three years, it's obviously not an issue. But if you get a new rescue and an adult dog in a backyard with a pool, you should work on this stuff or have the pool fenced. And, you know, people don't want to do that either. But um, it's just like a kid. It's just like having a child in the backyard with a pool. You don't leave a young kid out in the backyard with a pool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So did we teach it now with the coming out and the learning? Well, the some tips there. All right. So then you do the same thing now. You're standing in the pool. Come on, let's go. How do you do like the circle part and everything that you do? What do you mean the circle? Where they are in the pool and then they're out of the pool and they're in the pool. Well, Is up there to a the circle? step. Yeah, okay. I would do it on a leash, a six-foot leash, because what the, the dog may be inclined to do is a typical dog that's going to have some fear of a new situation, is they're going to want to run out of the pool and run back to the house. They're not going to want to be around the pool. So you don't want them to be able to have their fear control them and they run away if you want to teach them. You know, on the other hand, if you don't want them swimming in the pool, um, I wouldn't give them access to it. And I would, I would that would be my first thing is management if you don't want a dog in the pool. Uh, the last way, you know, to do it would be to create an aversion to the pool. We don't need to get okay, into that stuff. teaching. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you just don't want them to be running away from the pool. Yeah. So you're you know? going to do your circle same way, but the dog is like getting some feet on the ramp or getting some feet on the stairs. And then they go back out for the loop-de-loop and then yeah. they're standing on the stairs of the ramp. And now you're kind of calling them to you. Same situation there. Uh, yeah, but I would give them some guidance, you know, with the leash because the chances of them wanting to go in the water is low because they're nervous. It's a new situation. Yeah. So you're just giving them some direction and letting them, you know, getting into it and then it's like pressure on, pressure off, yeah. pressure on, pressure well, off. Well, and that's the thing. That's what I was going to say. Let's see what I have here that we can use. Um, even if you're talking about having a leash on the dog or the pig or what have you, you don't want to have constant pressure either. Like this is something that people don't necessarily understand. So if you're in the pool and you're like, come on, come on, come on, and you're just pulling the dog, 
to come in the pool, that's creating some opposition reflex also. So give them a chance to do it on their own. And then if you're going to get them in the pool, take a few steps back yourself and just get them in the pool. You don't want to create this like, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Because you're just putting opposition reflex there and you're making that more of a traumatic thing than it has to be. So make it quick, rip the bandaid off, get the dog in, be confident about it. And then you go to your toys and all of that in the pool moving forward. Yeah, and then the other problem you have once you have a dog that loves the pool is when your kids jump in the pool, the dog is jumping in after to bring the, to save the kids and <laughs> grabbing them by the shirt or the life jacket and pulling them to the side. I, had, I lost a cell phone one time like that. My daughter jumped in the pool with a, she was probably three, with a um, big life jacket on. And my Malinois just dove into the pool, swam over to her, would grab her by the by the life jacket and wanted to start bringing her back. So I didn't want her to get scratched by his paws. So I jumped right in to get him. And of course, I had my, my wallet oh, and my really? phone in my pocket, everything. For you know? the life of me, I could not figure out how the cell phone was going to be damaged in that story. I yeah, because as soon as he went in, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, well, what did you, you put your cell phone in her life jacket? That doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, and then the pool liner, a lot of people are worried about that. What yeah, suggestions well, do you have? Well, the, again, if you teach them how to get out the right way, they won't be yeah. scratching up the liner. Yeah. And consider giving them... Or a, do what we do. You buy the dog their own pool. <laughs> get a big friggin' you know, pool only, just for the dog. We only had a pool just for me to get in just to clean it. It was only for the dogs. Um, and then if you're going to... If your dog is a normal dog, goes hiking, is dirty, everything else, give them a little rinse off before they get in your pool. I mean, if it's the lake, fine, whatever. If it's your personal pool and you're having the family over this weekend and everybody's going to go swimming... Rinse the dog off. And on that front, too, you could trim their nails and make sure they're not too sharp for the liner or you or anything else. But have a little forethought for that because you would be shocked how a dirty dog can make a clean pool yeah. look real bad in yeah, two seconds. If you're going to bring your dog to the neighbor's pool, you don't need to do any of that stuff. But <laughs> if it's your pool, one of the big issues with dogs and pools is the filter, all the hair getting in the filter. Yeah. So if you give them a quick uh, bath before you put them in, you get a lot of loose hair off them. You won't have that ongoing issue with a lot of hair in the pool filter. Yeah. So if you haven't tried it before, give yourself, you know, a half an hour over the next week here and see if you can get your dog intro to water, see how it goes. If it's not super traumatic for either of you, it's a great lifelong form of exercise. And I'll tell you something, when dogs get older and it's hard on their joints to run and it's hard, you know, to do stairs and it's hard to jump on the bed and all these things, it is incredible how long a dog can swim. And it's very low resistance for them, and it gets all of their body moving and everything else. So it's a great tool to have into their seniorhood if you haven't looked at it before. And also, if you have a dog that has some hip issues, some hip dysplasia, things like mm -hmm. that, you want to get them swimming early on in their life to maintain that muscle so that they can live longer and be able to carry their body around longer. Yeah, you know? so it's multifaceted. A lot of people just want their dog to swim because they think it would be fun, but there's a lot of physical benefits, mental benefits, everything else. And a few people now are getting saltwater pools. Your sister has a saltwater pool, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah. Um, and this is more of a situation for like people who might be swimming in the ocean or something more, but you want to be careful of that salt water. Well, you don't chemicals. want the dog ingesting a lot of salt water either. Yes, less chemicals, less chlorine. More buoyant. Yes. <laughs> A lot of pros to salt water. <laughs> He's going to sell you could salt water lobster in there if you the want. rest of the summer. <laughs> um, but no, really, you don't want the dog to be ingesting too much salt water because that can be a problem for their stomachs and everything else, and it can be harmful to oh, them. Oh, another thing, just a side note about drinking water out of the pool, you know, the freshwater pools, is uh, if you have a young dog out there, 
there's more likelihood of them peeing in the house. If yeah. they're running outside, they're getting all worked up, they're drinking water out of the pool, you're not noticing it. Then they come in the house and pee and you can't understand what's yeah, going on. Yeah, even when we take our dogs swimming, our adult dogs, I pee them more throughout the day just because they're getting more water in them. And you don't want them to get so much water with the running and everything else that it can be dangerous either. So take breaks. Um, you want to ease the dog in slow but steady, I'd say. Like within that first session, you have a dog swimming well, and not touching. End on a good note. And, yeah, uh, that's true. You know, push through and... If it's going well, stop. Quit while you're ahead. Yeah. You know, don't turn it into, well, we're all swimming now and let's let the dog swim with us. Yeah. You know? And if it does go to shit for some reason, don't end at that moment either. Like maybe you should have stopped two reps ago, but if the dog's like, all right, I'm done. I'm hightailing at home. Don't now say, okay, yeah, let's take everything off. We're done. Just go over to the stairs, pet the dog, make the dog feel more comfortable in that last moment that it was swimming. It's just the same thing as retrieving. You want to end strong so they're ready to get back next time rather than they're fearful for their life and they're hightailing it to the boathouse or anything and else. I, and I would say from a behavioral perspective, making dogs work through this stuff just makes them a more well-rounded, confident dog. I mean, yeah, we want the dog to enjoy themselves, but we've had so many people that have not been able to get their dogs on treadmills because they say, oh, the dog doesn't like it. Well, the dog, what they're telling me is the dog learned to get out of doing something that the owner wanted them to do by showing fear and resistance. If they're going to show it there, they're going to show it somewhere else. Now the dog doesn't want to get in the car. Now the dog doesn't want to do this. Pretty soon you can't do a damn thing with the dog because it's acting like it's afraid of everything, but they've just learned that by lying down or showing fear gets everyone to stop. And sometimes them do that anything. fear is legitimate, you guys. Like I get it. The water is scary, but you need to give them the confidence. You need to give them the direction to work them through the curve. And that should go decently quickly. I'm not saying your second session, your dog's going to retrieve 20 times without you out there in the pool, but you want to make it a positive experience and you want to progress forward. That is the important part of the whole thing. And dogs, we do swimming with our dogs, whether it's winter, we go rent indoor space. We swim indoors summer. Again, last summer, we had the blue-green algae, so there wasn't a lot of swimming outdoors, but we swim our dogs a lot because it's an easy way to give them exercise. It's good in the summer. It keeps them cool, and as long as you dry their coats off and don't let them run around with a big wet coat and everything afterward, the benefits are great. They sleep the whole rest of the day. Yeah, and we were fortunate to live next to a, a dog food store that has a big in-ground pool built for dogs that we can rent for, what is it, like 10 bucks a half yeah. hour? yeah. It's great. If it's real hot out, we're not going to take our dogs we're, out and throw the ball. We're going to go tomorrow with a baby shepherd who needs a bath. So it'll be yeah, proof in the pudding. Instead of bathing him, we're just going to throw no, him in the pool. it'll be the proof in the pudding <laughs> if we can actually teach a dog to swim or not. So we should videotape that. Be thoughtful of all these things. <laughs> be thoughtful of all of these things when uh, you're looking at water this year with your dogs. The water can definitely be your dog's friend and it can be fun for everybody, but you can also make a traumatic experience out of it quickly. And you want to make sure that you're building the dog's confidence. That's the most important thing is swimming should be fun, but you want to build the confidence when they're learning as well. So yeah. uh, in the meantime, if you need anything from us, you can find us at studio at thequirkydog.com. If you have any other questions about swimming, feel free to shoot us some questions there as well. We'll help you out. But this method has worked for you for pet dogs, sport dogs, everything. Oh, yeah. Years and, upon uh, years upon years. And work on your recall. Make sure you have a good come command because when a dog loves the water, you're taking them out. If you live on the ocean or lake and you're out boating and things like that, you don't want your dog jumping in the water and like swimming towards a bird that's 200 yards out there and you can't get him back because he won't come to you. That stuff happens all the time. I had a couple, they lived right on the water in, in uh, Manchester. Dog would jump off the back of their property and just start swimming out into the ocean after And they birds. didn't even have a boat ready to go chase the yeah. dog. So be careful. All right, guys, keep it quirky. We'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks for everything. And uh, if you need us, you know where to find us. All right, take it easy. <laughs>
Wow, an extra one. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.